Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free. Welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to discuss the fact that workforce is still our industry's most important challenge. Welcome, Carly. Well, thank you, Miles. I'm excited to talk about workforce. It's one of my favorite topics. Well, it is. It's that's right in your wheelhouse. You've had a lot of career in education, so you know the value of education. And you played sports, so you know the importance of skills. So why would we be surprised that you wouldn't be <laughs> passionate about workforce? Well, that's true. I also had my own publishing company, so I employed a workforce. So I also know how hard it is to find the right people. You know, it's still difficult to find the right people. In November of 2012, 2012, remember back then those those sunny days? Those dear mask free, carefree days. That was God, that was a decade ago, it 2012. Was, it was a decade ago. 2012, just returned from IMTS. Okay. And I mean, you talk about sensory overload. Like now, the sensory <laughs> overload is about current events and like shelter us. Right. But you walk into IMTS, you see robots actually lifting up Corvettes. Wow. You see machines making parts you couldn't imagine. I mean, the technology was, it was just so optimistic. The time was just so optimistic. We can make it. Yes, we can make it. There's a machine. There's a tool. There's a coding. There's a fluid. There's software. Yes, we can. And that's what you came back with? That's what I came back with, except in contrast to that positivity in those big halls in Chicago at McCormick Place was a reality that we really didn't have the workforce to fully put those technologies into action. That was 10 years ago, and I wrote an article, and I said, look, workforce, we need to build our human talent, and everybody that I talked to in Chicago was like, we don't have the people we need, we can't find the people we need, we need more people, we'd love to buy that, but it's, you know, who am I gonna put on that job? Right. In my article, I also looked forward to 2020 and predicted what our workforce would look like. And our workforce in 2020 said, in, in 2012 I said, more than one in three employees will be over 55. Okay. We just did a survey of our members last year and guess what? In December 2021, 41% of our workforce of the members that responded were over the age of 50. Well, you nailed that one. <laughs> I'd say we over-delivered. We over-delivered, right? Yeah. We also said that one in five employees will be over 65. One in five. One in five. Okay. And 
How many employees full-time do we have here at PMPA? Six. And you are over, over 65. 65. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's funny how these numbers work out. And almost one in 10 will be over 75. I've got a ways to go. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, I speak, and the anecdotes are that we've got tool makers that are so valuable, they're working part-time because their Can't skills... Can't to let them go. Their skills are just unavailable anywhere else, and they're making it, making it happen. Well, it's definitely a challenge. It is. So if you go to our shops, what you'll find that many of the oldest of the demographics in our shops have already left. Now, you can imagine the reasons why they left in the past couple years. Well, sure. We've got investments are doing well, people are retiring early, and they're showing that the savings accounts have been growing too. So if you're that close and you don't want to go into a COVID-ridden place, then stay home, be safe, and there you Retire. go. COVID, resources, retirement age, it's, I mean, why not, right? Right. I think, uh, I think in the past year, COVID was responsible for 3 million early retirees. I, I think I saw an wow. article on that. 3 million. 3 million early, early retirees. retirees. So people weren't planning yeah. on losing those people out of the workforce. No, not at all. Nobody had a plan to lose talent. So um, what, what do we think these numbers mean for our shops? Well, I'm sure you have a few ideas. Well, we've, we've already lost a lot of our more experienced performers, right? Right. So don't know that we can capture what they took with them when they left in their heads. Right. But what about the next wave of our most experienced people? We really need to make sure that the tribal knowledge stays with the tribe and not with the guy or gal riding off into the sunset, right? Sure. I think we talked about this on another podcast that there's a, a lot of information in the job files, but there's stuff that people just knew in their heads that isn't necessarily being transferred. Right. It, it's art. It's not the facts and data. It's the art. It's how to get that little swing to relieve that angle or whatever on the tool you're sharpening. Got to capture that. Yeah. The other thing is when we looked at it, you know, now the age isn't in our shops. The age isn't so uh, lopsided. We've got a pretty broad range of ages in our shops. So that actually changes our need for upskilling. How so? Well, it's no longer we just need to train the people coming in. We need to train everybody across the board because we've lost that top expertise. So there's plenty of knowledge to backfill across every demographic. Keep, keep it moving through. Or wait, you used an escalator one an day. An escalator, right. 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 Keep, keep them, you're getting them on the escalator, but you got to keep them moving up. You gotta, everybody needs to take a step up while, they're, while the escalator's moving, right? Right. So training isn't just for the new hires. Training, upskilling really needs to be everybody on our, on our roster. 
because everybody's got room to improve. Everybody can add greater value when they're contributing better. And that's going to work out profitably for everyone in the bottom line. You know what I say. You say a lot. Highest and best use. Oh, you say that a lot. You've got me saying that a lot. <laughs> Highest and best use. So, well, and there's always something to learn. I just got off the phone with a member who's been a machinist for 20-some years, and the reason he loves it is he's learning something new all the time. Well, absolutely, and I, I, I mean, just think of anecdotally today. <laughs> you're, you're preparing prints for our upcoming national technical conference, the job planning and layout tables. You needed somebody to look at these prints and say, hey, these are ready to go. You give them to me and I'm like, <laughs> where's my pacifier? So I gave it my best shot. Yes. And we sent them off to, uh, we can say his name, right? Sure. PMPA contributor, Patty Liason on our technical program committee, Robert's Automatic uh, Products up in Minnesota. And Pat looked at my notes and said, I understand your pain. And then walked me through, gently, thoughtfully walked me through, explained how he needed to get assist from somebody else because these parts weren't the typical turned parts that you know, I was used to. Sure. So he was able to read the print with the assist of someone else. And so we ended up with three prints. We had questions, we got answers, but it's like, Highest and best use, I needed, I needed upskilling. Sure. Well, and speaking of tech conference, we even have a whole session on upskilling, practices on upskilling. That's how important this is. It'll be get there early, folks. <laughs> we'll scan you in. <laughs> There'll be standing room only. So a lot of our shops, I mean, when you look at the websites, when you go in the lobby, there's a certificate from uh, ISO 9001 2015. There's... Um, AS9100. So our shops really have this documentation thing figured out for their quality systems. But um, what about the stuff that our employees actually do? Not just the job instructions, but the how, like we were just discussing. Right. It's not necessarily the step-by-step, -step, but there's Right. Nuances. Nuances. Context. When this, then this, right? Right. Right? How would you know? How would I know? So what's our process for figuring that out and then capturing it so we don't have to rediscover it the next time a box of parts and an angry phone call come in? Yeah. Plus, that's not the highest and best use of your time. If that's been figured out before, why? try and figure it out again. That's right. Our, our performers have figured it out. They, they're empowered to do it. Why not empower them to share it so we don't have to figure it out in, in dra dramatic terms the next time it comes up? And then I think one of my, one of my oft-repeated points is the safety of our performers, too. Oh, yeah. When you're talking about workforce, in fact, I'm embarrassed I didn't say safety first, <laughs> but but best for last. Best for last. We'll take it. Mm -hmm. uh, without our workforce, without our performers, <laughs> there's no performance, right? <laughs> <laughs> and 
It's an empty shop. <laughs> There's no, no success for our business. We have no business. In 2012, I said that our industry has increased sales by double-digit growth the last two years. Does that sound vaguely familiar? It does ring a bell. It does. Yes. Like this last two years, <laughs> we've increased our sales, right? Yes. But in 2012, I said this trend cannot continue if we do not find a way to recruit and train more skilled people for our shops. Our industry cannot grow our capabilities without adding skilled workforce. Many of the companies in our industry, in manufacturing in North America, even globally, are already at the limit of what they can do without adding more talent, whether it's in engineering, whether it's in quoting, whether it's in leading a project, whether it's reorganizing the shop floor, whether it's setting up the machines. I mean, operations, we need talent across the board. We needed it then, we need it now. Absolutely. We have our most valuable performers. We need to keep them safe. We need to sustain them so they can continue to grow and thrive. And we need to nurture their knowledge and create systems so that they can grow to be even more valuable in their performance and in their contributions to our shops, to North American manufacturing, to our American way of life. I mean, this is, this is an important challenge. Well, and it just occurred to me that in our last week, our episode of Final Cut of the Week, that's a video we release every Friday, we talked about workforce because the uh, jolts came out with a report and they're still leaving, they're quits. People quitting is still at an all-time high and it's from accommodations, food service, and retail. So there are some people out there looking for a career and we offer careers. We, so there may be an opportunity there. Well, there's certainly an opportunity when we talk about workforce in, in our shops, precision machinists, they're setting up and operating, you know, computer controlled or mechanically controlled machine tools. They're producing high precision machine parts. And Carly, I know you're the, 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 the new hand on deck, but how about you name some precision machine parts that you might have come in contact with in the past day or two. Oh my gosh, you have pointed out that it's in everything I use from the ceiling fan in my bedroom to my, my hair dryer, to my cell phone, to my car, to the, the lights, the, the traffic lights when I'm coming to work. They're everywhere. Well, we just did an interview with Jeff Olemacher and I see that canned beverage there beside you. And his company makes the nozzles that make the spray that put the coating in that can so you don't taste the metal, only the soda. Oh, God bless you, Jeff. It's, it's a Diet Coke, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's essential manufacturing. I mean, every, every aspect of every day, we're touched by the work of a precision machinist. So uh, there are safety components as well, medical implants. You remember when there was a, a global push to make ventilators? Our people delivered. Yes, Our they people did. delivered. So when we're talking about these careers, 
you know, I think it's important. So the first thing that, you know, people are economic actors. The first thing is they're going to say, so what's in it for me? You know, thanks for the satisfaction. I'm glad you enjoy your diet soda, but, but what do I get out of this, out of this career? Well, there's all kinds of, I mean, you've got the the salary. Are you talking about salaries Let's here? talk about salaries. All right, because right? let's face it, we don't go to work for free. We'd love to. I love my job, but need to pay the bills. So the, I know the average salary from, from uh, our PMPA survey in 2021 for all occupations was $44,720. That comes to what, 21 bucks an hour? 20, 21 and a half, right? 21 and a half. So how does that square up to the typical wage in the United States, you might ask? The real median personal income in the U.S. in 2019, I know 2019 isn't 2021, it's the last year data we have we good have. data for, was only $35,977. That's a big difference. That's about 24%, I think. That yeah, is a that's, big that's a difference. Chunk, right? It's a chunk. So, and that was a blend that was from our last wage survey, and that was across all occupations. If you look at the jobs that are in even more high demand or more glamorous, considered to be the, the you know, the, you know, prestige or premium jobs in our industry, set up operators for two and three axis CNCs, $47,000. That's 12,000, that's a third more, that's 33% more than, than the median income. Median personal income in the United States. But wait, Carly, tell us about setup programs. Well, setup programmers make 59592 which is $28.65 an hour. And at $24,000, more than the $35,000 U.S. median income, that's two-thirds. That's an increase of 66%. And, and that doesn't even include benefits. Or 401k. 401ks or benefits Healthcare. or profit sharing, anything mm. like that. That's strictly wage. As long as you're throwing that strictly word around it's strictly straight time oh yeah that's right you aren't even talking about overtime not even talking about overtime and overtime typically could be as much as 10 percent across our industry so you know workforce well, and we just had the business trends report i think it was 50 percent of our shops were at 45 hours or more absolutely absolutely you know, those are pretty good wages to get time and a half on. So workforce is still our most important problem. We had that problem in 2012. I think they probably had that problem in the Truman administration. I don't <laughs> know. But um, we need to take action. We need to ensure that we capture the lessons that our people have and share them across our entire workforce. We need to make our communities know that we've got great careers, that if you're fleeing a job that is highly variable on whatever order comes out of the government, 
maybe there's a better place for you to find your ability to contribute, and that would be in precision manufacturing. And quite frankly, if, if you're not already in the baby boomer demographic, you're one, not likely to join us, and two, you are likely to be able to take a position from those that are still in this demographic, but likely short timers. So there's plenty of opportunity. This is not, uh, they're not gonna have room for me. We've got open positions. We need talent. And it's not seasonal. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not seasonal. And it's rewarding. It's, it's rewarding, you know. Do you enjoy your soda? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Do you enjoy having heat and air conditioning? Oh, very much so, Do yes. you appreciate the fact that the car stops and you push the brake? You have no idea. I mean, it's <laughs> quality of life. It is. Quality of life. That wraps up today's podcast on workforce as our most important challenge. As employers, we have a lot to do to ensure the continued success and upward mobility of the talent we employ in our shops. Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org where you can also search for articles, webinars, more podcasts, and other resources. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast because you don't want to miss one. If you aren't already taking advantage of PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see all we have to offer. And why is a PMPA membership important, Carly? Because, because we, we are, are better, better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Mind.